Hello, my friends. You are listening to Grit and Grace. My name is Taverly, and I am your host. I'm here to share my entrepreneurial journey with you, and we'll be bringing on some amazing women who've been helping me, mentoring me, and inspiring me on how Grit and Grace helps them crush it in business, relationships, fitness, family, friends, and all that good stuff. Now, let's get started. Hello, everyone. I am really excited today. I have Lisa Foster with me. And I actually first met Lisa on a referral from my very first business bestie, who you may have listened to before, Megan Conter. And Lisa and I did this full shine from your original design like process. And it takes different, um, different types of like strength finders and enneagrams and puts together an overview of you as a person. And we're going to talk about that today, but that's how Lisa and I met. And from that time on until now, wow, she like draws me in with her, her positive spirit and for, and, and her business model and goals and how she handles herself professionally. So she is definitely one of my favorite boss babes, and I'm really excited to have her here. Lisa has been an active transformational in transformational ventures, both here and abroad, as an entrepreneur, nonprofit founder, public speaker, facilitator, and program developer. As founder of Paraloom, Lisa provides a lit path with practical tools and a supportive community to transform survivors into thrivers who shine from their original design through coaching, speaking, and Paraloom products. She does videos and interviews with the referral network of healing practitioners. And to learn more about Lisa's hero journey um, in the aftermath of child sexual abuse, you can find her on a TED Talk, which I will include in the show notes because it would be like saying XYZ2597. We won't do that. <laughs> we do not. We will not do that to you. <laughs> um, and we will include all of the information on how to learn more about her journey and how to contact her. But Lisa, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much. I am so happy to be here. Yeah, um, it's funny because when I do think about the first time we we met and spoke, is just like we're doing right now, and it was it was like you were this big shining like spotlight of joy and positivity, and you knew so much about me because I had already completed like <laughs> all these like self evaluation tools, and I felt like you know, I felt like ooh, she knows all, she knows everything. <laughs> I know people do get this look on their face of like, how did you know that? And how did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I've enjoyed getting to know you and watch your own process. And I'm so excited to learn more about your business and a little bit more about, you know, your experience and how you got to where you're at today. So I like to start with that. Tell me a little bit more, you know, about your history and, and more about what makes Lisa so amazing. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you. Thank you for that question. Um, well, my journey to be a transformational agent in the world begins with my own uh, transformational journey. Big surprise, right? Yeah, really. um, I, I uh, grew up in a home where I experienced um, child sexual abuse by my father. And at 20, confronted him and he denied it. He still denies it 27 years later. Um, but I began soon after leaving that family and getting married, um, I began my own healing journey, what I now call my own hero's journey, my own heroic journey to heal. And um, as I did so, I can remember at age 21, really believing that no matter what was going to happen, when I was free enough, I was going to bring 
as many people as possible into the light, uh, out of the darkness of sexual violation. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, little did I know it would take a couple of decades and a divorce mm -hmm. um, and a lot of other transformational work later until I created Paraloom about three and a half years ago. And Paraloom's vision is to transform the conversation about sexual violation from mm -hmm. shame and silence to heroism and fierce hope. Our mission is to provide a lit path with practical tools and a supportive community to transform survivors into thrivers who shine from their original design. So part of the signature offering that I began with was this Free to Shine program, um, an eight-session individual coaching program. And as a part of that work, in session five, mm -hmm. I had this worksheet called Your Original Design, mm -hmm. in which I combined three assessments that I loved that had been transformational in my own life, Myers-Briggs, Strengths mm -hmm. Finders, and the Enneagram. Mm. And I facilitated these sessions with my clients and then we did an acceptance ceremony and other things. And, and I actually had um, our mutual friend, you've already mentioned her on the podcast, Megan Conter, who whom I've worked with and she's a dear friend of mine. She said to me, Lisa, you need to take this session out of the Free to Shine mm -hmm. program and keep it there, but bring it out into the rest of the world mm -hmm. and, and have it have nothing to do with sexual violation because there's so much um, wealth of transformation and tools in these assessments and how you use them. And so um, about a year and a half ago now, I began to do that. And so I began to work with individuals, couples, families, and teens to help them capitalize on their strengths and personality mm. to create solutions in their lives, to shine brighter, to create cultures of honor instead of judgment compassion instead of criticism. And so that actually, that arm of the work in Paraloom has really taken off. And that is what you got exposed to yeah. um, that we did together. So yeah, that that's, you know, if, if there's one area in life that I am a self-proclaimed geek, it is this area of these assessments. It mm. is helping people shine. I get such a kick out of shining myself and helping other people do the same, no matter their past. I love that. And I like that you acknowledge that your own transformation is what, you know, led you and, and your transformation was not like a one time shot. I mean, your journey is all of our journeys. They're in stages and steps. And honestly, it never stops. <laughs> I mean, it never stops. I, I, I'd like to think, okay, here, I'm there. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be 45 this year. You know, I, I'm, I'm an empty nester. I'm, I'm all these things. And, and maybe, maybe all the learning is done and the, the hard part is done, but the reality is it never stops, does it? Well, it really doesn't if you are committed like you are to growth and like I am. And I am absolutely committed to what, what I like to say in Paraloom is all I'm doing is pioneering my own happy ending and inviting as many people as possible with me. Mm. And, and if you're committed to that, uh, here's the deal. Every, you know, I use the a simplified version of the hero's journey as a template and an invitation for our own healing journeys. And you know, I have offerings in each of those stages. And one of the things I like to say is, listen, if there's not just one heroic journey in our life. Right. And, and when we are committed to transformation, we're gonna have multiple awakenings that expand us, right. that feel painful when we first have the awakening. But if we say yes to them, and if we go on that journey of transformation, I don't believe we ever regret that internal expansion. In fact, I, I believe, and I say this a lot lately, is you know the, the game in life really is an internal one. 
And if you get the internal game, quote unquote, right, if you, if you continue to expand into love um, and out of fear and into self-acceptance and into the space of knowing who you are and then bring that out into the world, that, that's, for me, that's where life is, you know? Yeah, the good stuff. I, gosh, yes. And I, it's so funny that you just say that because I recorded a podcast recently and I have no idea when it'll come out in relation to this and I don't even know what it'll be called, but it's really, I talk about courage and I was going to talk about fear. Like I had this whole, like I had been playing with this concept around fear for a while and I decided it's, it, for me, it's not about fear. It's about courage because mm -hmm. there are two sides of the same coin, right? One side of it is the, the fear of, of going through something difficult again. I mean, that's, I mean, we, we might have fears, you know, we might have survival, fears around survival if you've been through any type of trauma. And I talked a little bit about the trauma that I've been through. And when you have that type of trauma, that elicits fear moving forward that it's going to happen again. Or even just fear, I talk a lot about the fear of losing a child. Um, both of my kids were really sick, had different issues when they were young, and the courage it took to overcome that. And then I think, well, gosh, I don't even know where that came from. I don't necessarily think that I was courageous at the time. Maybe I'm more courageous now just for talking about it and looking back and saying, holy crap, look what I learned. I, I mean, so much comes from when you go through each of those journeys and you come out on the other side. And, it, and it's easy to talk about it now because if you're in the middle of it, so anybody that's listening, if you're like in the middle of one of those journeys where you know the, the other side of that hill that you're climbing is going to be something better than where you're at today. I 100% acknowledge that it's not this easy process that we talk about because it's difficult. But once you've done it once or twice, anything, overcoming anything in your journey, the other side is that's the light. That's where the light is, right? Yeah, I love that. And I think it's like it, it builds a muscle. It builds almost a, a courage muscle. I and called I, it that. Yes, yeah, you did. Exactly. You did. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, for me in my own life, having, you know, I, I talk about touring hell and that is what it feels like. I think when you're yeah. in the thick of it, um, but I think the key word, if, we ha if you have listeners, we have listeners today hearing this or whenever they hear it, um, to get that key word of touring you know, yeah. not living there. And, mm. and that is what gave me hope. It gave me hope when I saw people who had come through difficult things related to abuse, related to leaving their families, all, all sorts of different things. My counselor being one of them, when I saw her and she was willing to share her story about her own abuse, um, and I saw her thriving, it was this beacon of light. It was mm. this hope. And, and I still cried myself to sleep every single night the first year of dealing with my trauma. I still wanted to die. I mean, mm -hmm. I still felt all of those things. And now, because I've toured hell a few different times, mm -hmm. going through divorce is not as you, I mean, you know, that, yeah. that's, that's another whole conversation. But um, I do have this backstory of survival in order to thrive. Like mm -hmm. we survive those moments that, that we can't control. And may we know there's an invitation to thrive in their aftermath. And that whatever we gain during those hardest moments, we get to take with us. Mm -hmm. And this becomes our rocket fuel. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is what totally. makes us shine because we've been through hell and back. I, oh my gosh, there's so much in that. I, I like want to like take every sentence on its own and talk about, but you know, truly that is the case. But you know, I, I think that 
you know, I, I look at you and I, and first of all, you are that beacon for other people, right? So now, now you get to be the person that sets the example of what's possible on the other side of any type of trauma. And I think that it's often our age, or let's just say a, 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 the afternoon of our life, where maybe you can really look at it like it's a tour in hell, that we've all had these different times in our life when we've spent a little time in really dark places. That's right. <laughs> you know, really just, fiery hot. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, with, with just a visitor's pass because That's we right. get out. But the truth is a lot of people don't come back out of that. And I, mm-hmm. I know people who you know, in, in my own family, I know people who have experienced loss of like the greatest magnitude you can imagine. And I think that that kind of dark place that we, we, it's the only way to describe it, like darkness, really, that dark place is sometimes really hard to come out on the other side. And if people are struggling with that, you know, sometimes you need help. You need more, you know, you need a, a transformational coach like yourself or, or a therapist or someone that can really show you that there is something more than what you feel right in that moment. Well, absolutely. And I love that you say that because I 100% agree. That's why I have a transformation tribe as part of Paraloom. So that goes well beyond just my services, but we have all these healers, yourself included, um, that are on this tribe to, to provide the support that's needed because I really do believe it takes a tribe. And one of the ways that I talk about it in the hero's journey construct or in that template is we awaken to a situation, that's stage one. Um, and then if we say yes to the invitation for greater healing or growth, we move into stage two, which is the unknown world of transformation. And in that stage, we are fighting battles. We are fighting internal battles. We are fighting external battles and we need support. And so that's where I invite people to, to make a list. Who's your support system? First of all, make a list of what are those internal battles that you're going to fight, right. you know, of shame, of blame, of, you know, uh, insecurity, whatever it may be. What are those external battles? Oh, I've got a custody battle. Oh, I've got these other external things. I've got to find a new job that may, so I can make more money. So what support do you need there? And then getting the, that support system, whatever you can afford, whatever, you know, whether that just be friends, family, or paid, you know, healers, transformational agents. But yeah, I actually don't think it's really possible to yeah. move um, through hell without a support system. Yeah. And it's hard because we know a lot of people are alone when they go through that. And that's why you know, we see what we see in, in, especially in the United States right now with the percentages of people that contemplate suicide. They contemplate just wanting to get out of that hell and seeing it as the only way to do so is by ending their life because they don't know how to get to that next stage. And wow, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's definitely another podcast conversation. Um, but okay, so I want to talk a little bit about your business model. But before we do that, do you have any tips for anyone that might be fighting those battles? And if they don't know who their support system is, or they don't feel like they have it, how do you suggest people go about finding a support system if they really need help? Well, if, if a person doesn't have a support system right now in their personal life, they don't have friends or family they feel like they can trust, I would begin to look for books online resources, other places. So for instance, I know even with Paraloom, we have a whole YouTube page with all sorts of videos and guests that we've interviewed about how to um, overcome and and deal with sexual violation. And uh, and there's other 
a ton of other resources online that people can connect to or Facebook groups where they can show up and hear from other people that are in their same situation. So I think whatever a person can do to reach out, not in ways that that may be too difficult, but even online yeah. or finding those books that help right. them feel less alone. Right. And there's a, there's one of the positive benefits of technology is that people that feel isolated um, in any t time in their life, there are resources online that you can usually find a group that even if you don't participate, but that you can, you can gain from that. You can just find a little bit of strength and you know, it's, it's not, it's not as perfect as being able to have that in-person human connection, but technology does allow maybe those first steps is what you're referring to. First steps to finding some sort of connection. Yeah, absolutely. I think connection is the key. Yeah. Um, the other thing is when, if you can find someone that you trust who can be a compassionate witness to what you've experienced mm -hmm. or what you are experiencing, that is huge. It gives me chills as I say it because those first people that we tell our trauma to, or we tell, you know, what the real truth is, or that we're feeling suicidal, or we're feeling we've been depressed for months, or we're addicted to substances, or whatever may be going on for us, making sure those people, first of all, are safe, mm. that they are trustworthy, and then and then taking that that risk. Yeah. Because in that is is hope. Mm. In that is, as soon as we begin to speak, I believe the shame that often shrouds us when we have mental illness issues or we're having, you know, any kind of violation or domestic abuse or any of these things, there's a whole layer of shame that also tends to cover up um, so or add on um, to the pain we're already experiencing. So when we tell someone who can be compassionate, right. that begins to lift. And then we have, then we have a partner to process what are the next best support systems? Right. Class? Right. That makes a lot of sense. And it's, it's a hard step. It's definitely a hard step. But I think that the more that we talk about it and the more that we feel comfortable sharing things that are difficult, I mean, even, even like you, I mean, you, are, you have created a model in your life around sharing your experience as a way to allow others to use their voices as well. And I think that that's... I think that that's absolutely incredible. And, you know, I have a few questions about that. So I want to talk more about your business and I want to know like how you develop the model and challenges you face. But one thing that really comes to my mind is in the field that you work in, Lisa, you, you come across a lot of very difficult situations and it might be people that are even just struggling with, you know, blocks in their business or in relationships because of trauma they've experienced. How, I mean, how do you not allow that to come onto you? How do you keep yourself shielded from that penetrating, like your soul, knowing all of this very hard, difficult stuff that you hear and feel from others? Mm, that's a great question. Um, well, some, most of the time, I'm pretty good at keeping, um, being aware of my own personality. I am an ENFJ in Myers-Briggs. Um, isn't that what you are? That's what you are too, right? Are I'm you looking. Oh, sorry. I thought maybe we had a little, we had a little, we often get little technical little blurbs in our, our, our podcasts here. So if there was a little, a little 
lop there. Just ignore it. Um, I don't, okay, so I'm looking. Let's go. Let's okay. Let's talk about that in the shine from your original design. Which part is that? That's the the personality section. Yeah, that's the personality. I'm in ESFJ. Yeah, ESFJ. That's what I thought. That's yeah. I usually can remember pretty good, which is kind of again. <laughs> one we'll of the talk ways about I'm, that more. But yeah, <laughs> yes, we'll talk about there. So I am an ENFJ, um, which means I'm an intuitive feeler, which means I I am very empathic, and my number one strength is empathy. Mm. So yeah, I remember learning years ago. Um, that I needed to be able to separate myself from the stories that I would hear. Because here's, here's the deal. I have been, before I started Paralim, long before, really my whole life, I was somebody that people told their stories to. Even mm -hmm. as a little kid, even before I confronted my own abuse, I would have people, I'd be the first person they tell about their sexual abuse. And so I've always had this, this gift, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, of grace to hold space for people to share, to be a mm -hmm. safe place of tolerance and acceptance and love. Um, and... Every now and again, I get to an, the end of the week and I'm like, I, I tell my, my boyfriend, my partner, Tom, like, I just want to cry. I just want to, and I, and I do. And I've now learned to connect the dots that it's, mm -hmm. it, it gets like my cup gets full to the point mm -hmm. where I just need a release because it is, um, there is a grace on my life to hear some of the most horrific things that could happen, especially to children. You know, adults are telling me these things. And, um, and to be able to be with that. Uh, and then also to know there are times I just need to cry and, and release it and, um, and then, you know, just process it in ways that uh, keep me filled up. I also have my own self-care practices that I use and do and activate every single day. What are some of those, if you don't mind sharing? Oh, uh, no, I don't mind at all. The first and most important one is I journal. So that is the first thing I do in the morning. I get my cup of coffee. I get my little, you know, I, I listen to music and I sit and I journal. And that is often how I process my emotions, what's happening, ideas for the business. It just centers me and it, it, it fuels me. Um, I also make sure I work out and I need to, um, I do pod fit, yoga pod, if you know what that is. So it's yeah. some cardio and strength and, you know, all, all of that. And that kind of gets me moving as well. And I like to take walks and I like to read. And so, oh, the other thing I've done recently, which I am not ashamed to say, is I have begun to color every single day. Oh my gosh. Like in one of those books? Like yes. Oh, yes. oh my gosh. Really? Yes. And I love it. And oh, it's the goofiest amazing. thing, but it's like, it, I got this, I was at this darling book gift store a few weeks ago. No, now it's probably been a couple of months. And there was this little book with all these intricate drawings. And then there was these pens that were very thin so they could color in each and, yeah. and I'm telling you what I it kind of cracks me up but that is that's what I do at the end of the day yeah because that's taking all of that energy and turning it into something in a creative release yes, yes. Oh, I love that I love that that is hilarious and <laughs> so I bookend my days journaling yeah. and coloring <laughs> yeah that's amazing well I, that makes sense why you're able to to remain you know at a, at a steady state yourself and keep your own batteries charged and not let them like you know dull down to nothing and that's I think it's important for everyone I I'm probably in the process of still figuring out how to do that I've you know I, I've had a couple of weeks in the last few months where 
you know, my business is busy. Like I'm, I'm still trying to, I have an amazing client that I'm working with this really wonderful organization um, that provides reciprocal hospitality for touring bicyclists around the world. And it's incredible. We have 130,000 users on this technology platform. And so I have a big chunk of my time that I work for them and I love it so much, but I also need to keep developing my own company. And so like finding ways to balance the two of those. And, you know, I teach Krav Maga, so I still make time for that. And, and of course, you know, I'm a strength athlete, so I, I lift a lot of heavy stuff and put my nervous system into shock on a regular basis. And, you know, I recently have done like a time study. One of my business mentors has me doing a, a time study and I'm looking at my time and I'm like, wow, where do I find all the time to do this? Like the amount of hours I accumulate in a week, I'm like, oh, that might not be good. I might need to schedule time in to read that book. Or I've started journaling. It's, I'll admit, I've never really been a, a good writer. I'm a good talker. And, you know, I can, I can talk things out and that's what makes me feel better. But using my hand to write something down is something I haven't done in a long time. And I kind of like it. I like the journaling. And I'm, my handwriting is atrocious. That's what I've learned. <laughs> my handwriting is so atrocious. I need to slow down. See, maybe that's why I don't like writing as much as talking is because I feel like my brain is 15 sentences ahead of where I'm writing. And so mm -hmm. writing, it's like half of my sentences are incomplete because uh, now I'm starting to feel comfortable putting it on paper. So I, I love, I love your, your self-care. I, I think that that's definitely an area that I could improve in. Well, I mean, it, it cracks me up because, of course, I, I can see all this through the lens of your strengths and personality. Yes. And your, your Enneagram 8, for those yes. who don't know, is the challenger, and they are the most efficient type. They are an assertive type. They are a badass type. They so just can funny. push and push and go and go and, and do more in a day than most people can do in a month. Um, well, that's an exaggeration, but maybe a few days or a week. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember, if, do, I, do you have an activator strength? On your okay. list of strengths? Uh, I have self-assurance, input, woo, positivity, and strategic. Oh, and strategic. Okay, yeah. got it. Okay. I can't I believe you remember all this, that I'm an eight. That's funny. I am, oh, yeah. I, I am so much an eight. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that I had a little part of two in there, too. I think we were... We, uh, we almost delved into the side of two, which is, tell me more about what two is. I forget. So in the Enneagram typing system... Um, each type, there's nine numbers, there's nine types, and they have a core motivation that, yeah. that you know, they view life through, the core lens they view life through, and, and also a fear that drives that, and a crutch is the way they show up in their average state, and then they have a healing path or yeah. a healing key, which is why I love the assessment because it is not just um, descriptive, it is also prescriptive and helps yeah. us get out of the box of our personality. And for each type, when we are in our essence or in our health, we take on the healthy characteristics of another type. We don't become that type, but we begin to display those healthy characteristics. Mm -hmm. And so for the Enneagram 8, the challenger, whose, whose core motivation is, is for safety and control and is a, is a, you know, really wants to um, be an agent of justice and protection for people and, and all of that. What's underneath their strength um, is this huge heart. And so when they are practicing their healing key of vulnerability and relaxing and letting go, then the healthy side of the Enneagram to the helper 
comes out. And the helper is somebody that is very altruistic and absolutely loves to make a difference for people. So, so that's what you see when you're in your vulnerability and your health, which is what you've chosen to do even with this podcast to really show up in the world and express what's really going on for you. So yeah, yeah. That's, it's, it's funny because that's that's yeah. I like I I like the ability to reflect on that because part of that comes with you know the the evaluation that it, this all brings together is the areas when you're not in a healthy place and when your your personality. I mean, for me, it just means I become like domineering and like you know like a dictator and ruthless. And yeah, I, I can be those things for sure. Just ask my children. I'm sure they will tell you, especially if mom hasn't had food. That's the unhealthy part of, of the that's age. Right, that's right. But I, I feel that I've, I've worked really hard to stay in a, in a better place, which I know is brings out more of the grace in me, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, this podcast is called Grit and Grace. And that is like, literally eight is my grit and two is my grace. And isn't that funny? That's a really good way to describe it. Um, that is funny. I love that. Oh my goodness. So, okay. So going back to you, you take self-care and, and you, you work hard to keep yourself in a great place. So you, so you have more to give others. And I love that. And I would love to hear more about your business model and how you, how you got Paraloom to where it is and, and what are your plans for the future? Oh, okay. Yes. Well, when I, right before Paralum, I was doing another business um, with a business partner and we were in the space of, you know, helping business owners move through limiting beliefs um, and find their unique contribution. And we were doing those, that through workshops and retreats and things like that. And, um, and so when I, I kept moving through my own limiting beliefs, of course, mm-hmm. doing that work. And I also kept sharing my story about sexual violation in those contexts of small business owners. And that's when people would start to come out of the woodwork. And so I began to, um, that's when I realized I need to start Paralum. Mm -hmm. And um, in doing the previous workshops, I met Megan Conter, who is the mistress of marketing. She's, you know, the amazing. And Mm -hmm. I knew um, that I wanted to make my first investment in my business working with her. Mm -hmm. So when we started working together, all I knew, because I I mean, she was right out of the gate. She's who I hired. and unfortunately, I had some uh, divorce money <laughs> to work with, so I had some resources to invest, and it was just the right timing, um, and I, I knew how I wanted to invest them. And so she really helped me um, create and, and feel confident, because you talk about courage earlier in the, in the show. We talked about it, but I would, there were moments where I was terrified. Mm. to take this risk, to tell my story. What would my parents think? What will people think? What, you know, will I even find people that want to work with me? Mm. Um, and she would sit and she would literally, we would, I would come in crying. And there were times where we would just visualize what the future could be. And she helped me have the courage to stay in the game and to create really that brand that reflected the core values of, of who I am. Um, and so freedom, ease, fun, beauty, and creativity, and I've added now inclusion, are the core values of Paraloom. And so she helped with her team to um, put that in visuals, put that in the website, really help create a space for a new way to talk about sexual violation. Mm-hmm. Because as you can imagine, this is a very difficult Topic and this was before Me Too became right. this movement, um, and so people were not talking about it. Um, and right. so she really helped me. So that was the first thing: is I invested in an expert that could get me going. Right. Um, the second big 
choice that I made that was absolutely fundamental to I think what happened with Par what's happened with Paraloom is the choice to use the hero's journey as a template. Mm -hmm. Because what it did is in taking a 16 stage journey that Joseph Campbell had created back, you know, back in the day, he actually passed away, I think in 86, um, taking that and simplifying it into four stages allowed me to position Paraloom Right. as part of the reward stage, as part of a, an offering, because I'm not a therapist, I'm a coach, an offering for those who've done enough recovery work that they're ready to be and play big. And mm -hmm. so because I put free to shine in this stage three reward, then I was able to add stage two, the transformation tribe that then mm -hmm. includes therapists and includes people like yourself um, and different modalities and, 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 you know, all sorts of, of incredible folks. And so finding that template, and that was very much just a, a download, if you will. Mm -hmm. I kind of get things all at once. I'm yeah. very intuitive. And so it yeah. was just, um, that was how that got shaped. So, so basically that became a framework mm. that then when I went out to talk about Paraloom, people could put it in a context. Right. Um, and then that's, so, so the work began and I was able to actually begin my work with p some of the people that I'd already done work with in my previous business that knew who I was and that had seen my facilitation. And so that's what got things started. Um, and then, yeah, the, the place that the, the pieces that kept getting added um, when I got invited to do a TEDx talk a couple of years ago, that was very game changing. Adding on a monthly event for the community that was free, Shine Soirees, that right. I first did out of my home. And then we got big enough to move into a space and then we began to live stream those. Um, and so that added this other uh, component to the work. Um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of when I think about like the, 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 the model itself. Right. I do have different revenue streams. That's always been important to me. Right. So I have the free to shine program um, that I do with people who've experienced sexual violation and people who haven't. I have shine from your original design, which I again have, have expressed has grown and that um, I'm, I'm loving that piece. Then speaking, I'm now um, doing some keynotes. And so I, those are paid mm -hmm. speaking opportunities. I have another, I have the transformation tribe membership community. And then I have the voice and choice club. That's also a membership community for graduates of free to shine. So I really sought to create different streams so that I wouldn't panic every yeah. month. And so that yeah. I could just show up and be in what's happening. So in terms of what my dream is or where things are going, you know, right now I'm in the middle of transitioning what was a live event and a live streamed content into recorded interviews and videos. And so I'm in the process of that. I'm excited. I've got a number of interviews under my belt that I'm ready to, to, to begin to present to the Paralone community. And I'm really excited about continuing to speak. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm giving my first talk to a high school next month about the mm. hero's journey. And um, so, yeah, I think that's really the speaking piece to me is a very scalable, like being able to give transformational tools to folks. Um, and I, I know in my future is more writing. And I've been a little bit avoidant of that, but that also is a way to continue to get the content out to folks who might gain value from it. Oh, I, that was so much great information. So you are, so A, you established, you, you started a company built around, you create a purpose around your experiences and 
created a path to start a company so you can help others do the same in like all of these different areas. And that is so incredible. And one thing that people can't see because this is audio <laughs> is that you are a great speaker. So I'm, I'm not surprised that you're going to be speaking more for sure. And I don't know if I told you this, but I've been asked to start considering taking my messages about building philanthropy inside the fabric of a company onto stages and, and present keynotes as well. So I'm still, I probably, this is the first time I've said it like publicly like this. I've said it to a few people that I need to work on that. I, it's, I can feel I'm being pushed in that direction. And part of that is because I'm creating some digital products around my services. So I'm creating online trading models, uh, modules around, you know, I, it, it's what people would call corporate social responsibility. It's what I call building strong community partnerships with the return on that investment. I'm going to create that in a digital space. And I think it's all preparing me to bring my voice to bigger audiences. So I love that. I mean, I mean, I love watching you speak. I've seen you speak and I have lots to learn from you. I'll have to attend more of your, of your speaking engagements and make some notes and then ask you afterwards, like, how did you do that? Why, you know, why did that go so well? <laughs> um, well, I love that. And congratulations. Congratulations. I, I, that, that is not at all surprising to me. I can absolutely see you on a stage and just mm -hmm. captivating an audience. Um, and I will say, I am. we talked about at the very beginning of this uh, interview, I'm a forever learner like you are. And so I sought out people to help me with my speaking this last year. And I'm, I'm going to be in the Speakers Academy for the National Speakers Association in Colorado this next year. Amazing. I am continuing to learn and hone my skills and my strengths based on those who've gone before me. And so it is, it's, it's all about just showing up and shining, I think, in the world and taking some risks. <laughs> yeah, truly. Well, starting a company in any which way is taking risks for sure. And that's what a lot of this podcast is about has been, you know, my entrepreneurial journey. And it, it's really actually been more about amazing people like you that have come along in my path and have helped me because you, you inspire me to keep going. You, you know, you, you bring forth an energy and a light that not, not just in, not just on the, in the transformation side, but in the business side, because we know you and I both know as female business owners, you know, if you look at percentages, which we don't look at, cause we give them the middle finger, we're, <laughs> we're going to defy all those odds and still be successful, but it's not easy. And, you know, we, we come around others like we do each other in different groups and we help each other. And I think that this has been something different that is happening now for female business owners that maybe it wasn't like this before, which is that we help each other. You know, this, this collaborative mindset, I don't, I don't know because I haven't been in the space of owning my own business, but I have been in executive positions for a long time where you don't really see a lot of this. And I think this is, this is the time for women to really do what they want to do or what they're compelled to do. <laughs> it's more than just what you want to do, at least for me, because a lot of what I'm doing, I'm not sure that I wanted to do it. I think that I was compelled to do it for some reason. My purpose just became clear at this stage. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, you know, getting back to the support, I love that women are doing that for each other. And I will say, you know, I actually had a man come into my life that helped support me. You know, my, uh, my boyfriend, Tom. Yeah, so tell us about life. Tom. Yeah, tell <laughs> well, us about Tom. Tom. <laughs> okay, Tom, I'll, I'll tell you. I met him after eight days on Match. So okay. <laughs> that's the big takeaway. And then people who get upset, don't get too upset with me that I only spent eight days on Match because I spent 21 years in a marriage that was not working. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, 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 you know, I right. paid my dues, if yeah. you will. But um, yeah, he is 
you know, he, I found my person in Tom and what a surprise and what a gift. And from the beginning, you know, I, so much about what I do, uh, it's about finding redemption, you know, and that's a very spiritual term and I'm a very spiritual person and I have a, I have a background in Christianity and that's, that's not where I totally land right now completely. Is is really important to me. Um, and Tom has been an example of redemption in my life because I mm. thought I, I spent the first, you know, half of my life or a little less, hopefully, uh, really being hidden and, and being in environments where I wasn't allowed to shine. And then to fall in love with a man who is all about helping me shine and really did that. He's an Enneagram eight. So, you know, I have a sweet spot for Enneagram yes. eights. Um, but yeah, I just, I, he comes to mind because, and I, I've said this to Megan Conter and to Tom, that when I think about the origins of Paralum and what has allowed it to grow at the level it has to this point, um, I will always give credit to them because they came into my life at just the right time and gave me the tools and the strength and the encouragement and helped me with my confidence so that I could bring this forth. So yeah, I can't say enough about the support systems that we need to be able to really shine. And if anybody tells you that they've done it on their own, I don't buy it. Yeah. I don't buy it. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% correct. And, and that's, and that's what actually encouraged me to start this podcast in the first place is to actually share those stories of the people that have come into my life to do exactly that. Because I didn't, I didn't know, first of all, I didn't know what it was going to feel like to flounder. I mean, I, I've never really floundered. I've had like good purpose. And I, you know, when you're working for somebody else, it's really easy to take on the goals and objectives identified. And I'm a, I'm a goal completer. I crush things. Like I knock it at you. <laughs> She's laughing for those of you that, you know, you can't, you can't see it, but I knock stuff out of the park. But when it came to me creating what what I needed it to be or where where I needed to show up to, to get the goals done that's you know it took people around me I, I have all these stories of where I had these big massive aha moments where you know those were moments where I could have thrown in the towel and you know if if anybody's listened to my podcast before I've said it that I literally never stopped job hunting from the time I started my company because I had left a job so I I had huge moments of panic attacks like I'm a single income earner. I've got two kids in college. Like, how's how's that going to work? I'm about to jump off a cliff and I have no safety net. You know, like those were moments where I almost threw in the towel. But people like you came around and said, yeah, you you have the ability to be, you know, extroverted and strategic and positive and, you know, your strengths will carry you through those difficult times. But nobody had ever told me that before. And I could have never done it without those that came into my tribe. Yeah. Well, and I, I love that you say all that because what I pick up on what you're saying is, you know, you really stepped into a place of vulnerability, mm -hmm. which is the healing key of the Enneagram eight and mm -hmm. is not, you know, most eights before they start doing the work of the Enneagram, their, their vulnerability is a blind spot. They show up very strong in the world and they, they, it's hard for them to receive help from other people mm. because, you know, they're the ones that help others. They're the ones that take charge. And so, you know, mm. I just commend you for staying in the game and, and really not giving up on your dream, you know, um, because that's, that's very powerful. And as a side note, I do want to say, because I knew my strengths and my personality, I did design, I forgot to say this when I was talking about how I built my business. I designed Paraloom entirely around my strengths and personality. So everything I did could be moving me into my zone of genius. 
everything I did could be energizing to me, which is how it feels when we're in our strengths and in alignment yes. with our personality. Yes. So that is also, I, I can't take that off the table, that that is right. the most massive difference. Um, and I always, the two things I go back to, and when I, when I talk to clients, I talk about these as the guardrails when we're in business. Um, and, you know, the, the cars, let's say our car. There's the guardrail of our strengths and personality. Mm. And then there's the guardrail of our values, of our core values. And so anytime I bump up against something I'm not enjoying, or I just feel weak around, or I don't like doing, I pause and look at my strengths and personality. And I look at my values and I go, okay, where am I off a little bit? And I make those pivots, if you will. I, I make those iterations so that I can move forward with efficiency and effectiveness yeah. in, in bringing forth my greatest gifts. I, wow. Okay. So that's my second favorite thing that you said today. I, I'm trying, I'm trying to write as we're talking because that is, that is huge. I've never thought about that. I, I spent a lot of time thinking about my values and I, I've had to make decisions in business already that have turned away opportunities for me because the opportunity that could have definitely had monetary gain didn't match my values. And you know, I talked about it, right? I, I had the opportunity to work with a partner in this life-saving medical device and, and the manufacturer didn't actually, you know what, they, not only did they not hold up to the values that we had all discussed together. Um, but they weren't showing up in the values that in the space that I live in. And, and I actually terminated that. And I, every time that I was like bumping up against the railing of that exact value, not being right, it didn't feel good. It felt wrong. And I knew it. And it's, it's probably one of the more notable times that I can honestly say I made a decision strategically that did not align with my values, that it wasn't like a knee jerk reaction. It was a like, I'm going to think about this. I'm not sure what to do. I know it's not right. I know the values are not aligned. What do I do? And the answer was really clear. Don't do the business period. And in, in all of our business journeys, that is, that's a hard call to make, but that's, that's all about this. I'm holding up this fancy little, what you laminated for me, my shine from your original design. Honestly, a lot of those things that you're talking about, you taught me about myself. Mm. I think that that's, that's why I love you. I think it's amazing. Oh, cool. So I'm going to note that down. The guardrails of strengths and personalities on one side and your values on the other. And you know, we all actually, we all know when we're bumping into those guardrails and we're about to go, you know, it's like, it's like swerving out of your lane. That visual is huge. Um, and I, I'll, I'll keep that. You know, I have to tell you, Lisa, this is why I love being the host of Grit and Grace because <laughs> I get to talk to such amazing women like yourself who are, who are crushing it. And I don't mean just crushing it in, in business because yeah, that's important. We all, we all need to, well, at least us, the people that we're speaking with are filling their lives with purpose driven business that at the end of the day, the monetary gain is not necessarily as much as the purposeful gain of what we're doing for others. And I feel like I'm the luckiest person in the world because I get to learn from and be around people like you. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about Shine from your original design. So if somebody wanted to 
if they heard this and they thought, I think that this is me, I think I'm that, or I, I, I might have done a strengths finder. Some people have done these, you know, in a variety of ways at work or on their own. If they wanted to like do this whole process with you and, and learn what their strengths are and how they can expand on those strengths so they become their areas of excellence, um, how could, how could they contact you to do that? Yes, uh, that's a great question. So all they have to do is get on the Paraloom website. So that's okay. P-A-R-I-L-L-U-M-E.com. And first of all, what's going to pop up is an invitation to receive some free gifts from me. Okay. And the free gifts are around these assessments. So if they sign up, um, then they will get the links to the, th the um, three assessments, and they will also get some videos from me and some content about those assessments. If they would like more than that, they can go on the nav bar and it says shine from your original design. They can get on there, they can read about the program, and they can sign up for just um, a, a free call, a chat for me to talk about the program. Mm. Uh, if they already know I'm in, I want this, then they can just sign up online um, for the shine from your original design work. It is a 90 minute individual session with me. I will ask, um, once I see their sign up, I will just send them an email, um, making sure they have all the assessment links, letting them know that I need their results within 24 hours of their session. Right. And then so I you do that first. So they do it. So yeah. basically somebody does that. I know cause I've done it, but for those <laughs> that are listening, what you do is you, you complete these three assessments on your own and in your own time, use the links, you complete it. And then you send the results actually back to Lisa and she takes all of it and puts it together in a package and you receive that information shortly before your call. And then when you have the call with her, all of that work is already done. So you basically get to spend the full 90 minutes with Lisa. <laughs> Talking about how fabulous you are, which right, is my exactly. favorite thing. Yeah, and exactly. also what can trip you up and what yeah. potential, you know, and how to move from that fear into that healthy expression of the Enneagram right. type. So yeah, no, that's, um, and I will say to listeners, if you've already done these assessments, you do not need to take them again. And mm -hmm. the links that I provide are the least expensive that I could find online. We have the Myers-Briggs is just a free test, 10 minutes. I do have a free Enneagram um, as well well as a $12 version, um, then StrengthsFinder is the only one that you have to go through Gallup and it's $20. Mm. So that's, um, yeah, that's what I do. And if I, when I work with couples, then um, I have the couples or teams, I always start with individual sessions first. So again, the individuals in that couple or on that team can get a sense of how awesome they are and also just just feel safe in really seeing with compassion some of the ways that their fears or their their coping expressions might be tripping them up uh, and then we come back into that couple or team dynamic and I create one sheets mm. always laminated because again I'm a geek unless I unless mm. I'm working online because I do that online as well um, then you'll get a laminated sheet if we work in person and that's where we combine we can the couple's strengths and personality and all of it is yeah i just i just i'm laughing sorry to interrupt i laugh because you know we are we are all women doing a multitude of things and i have a, a little irritated pup in the background so we'll just we'll just ignore him for a moment but yeah i wanted to ask you if you do this with a team at work i mean i can i'm just starting to envision how much that must impact how a team can work together that is incredible let alone a couple i mean if you think about how helpful it would be to know this about people that you surround yourself with and so, you know, I have to ask you, Lisa, who is like, what, what 
number, what Enneagram is a good fit for an eight? Ooh, good one. Uh-huh. Well, Cause I, you know I, I'm single. I know, I know. <laughs> well, I, I personally think a three is because of course I'm an Enneagram three, yeah. the achiever with an Enneagram eight. Um, but I say that, you know, eights are, they are the most assertive type. So uh, they, you know, and let me back up. Any type, if they are in health, can yes. can be good together. Right. Um, and any type combination when they're not in health, when they're both in fear and doing the fear dance, then, you know, yeah, it can be messy. Right. Um, but I would say in general for an eight, eights need to avoid people that are a little more passive or passive aggressive um, mm. or tend toward manipulation because that's the fear of the eight. The fear is to be violated or ma- manipulated. So when an eight can be with a partner that is a straight talker, that's yeah. hugely right. relieving for an eight. And an eight also needs someone they know has their back that when the oh chips gosh. are down. <laughs> oh my gosh. Keep going. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So when I think about those types I think, again, a more assertive type, like a three or a seven. Sevens mm-hmm. are, that's what Megan is, and an Enneagram seven, the enthusiast. Those, so those are the three assertive types. Um, also, potentially a, a six, um, though a six might seem a little... I have to be careful, you know, for those who are listening. You know what? Because you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking, boy, next time I, I, I really like someone, because I have a few that I like right now. I need Ooh. to, maybe I should just send them to you. Well, I, I got to <laughs> tell you, I have, I definitely have clients that, you to, that have done that, that early on in their dating relationship, oh, they my. wanted to have a strong foundation and they found people that were willing to do this, which I think is incredible when they, when you have somebody yes. that's like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Um, and it has made all the difference. And it's been, this is what I had with Tom. So yeah, from the very, right. on our first date, we were talking about our Myers-Briggs types. So Are you he, kidding? I'm not kidding. Of course oh I'm not Oh my gosh, kidding. that's hilarious. <laughs> and then he took the StrengthsFinder and Enneagram assessment within you know a few weeks of dating me. And so it has been our lens and our language from day one. So guess who doesn't need to fight, but can talk yeah. through dynamics right. because we understand what's at play. So yeah, it's really worth doing. Yeah, I think that that's great. It's funny. The reason why I was laughing earlier is because I had someone, you know, a typical question when you're dating is, oh, you know, what's your type? You know, who do you, who do you normally date? And and my answer to that question is, I don't, not anymore. This is today. I'm not going to say when it, it didn't always used to be this way, but I, I said, I don't have a type. I have, I have a love of character that matters to me more. And, you know, one of the most important character traits to me is loyalty. And I, I don't know at what point in my life I realized that, but it is. And I think that, you know, I have, you know, that my previous marriage, my first marriage ended when I caught him in a car with my best friend. So all, you know, I, I think that my experiences and all of that trauma really drove that to being a, prior, a, a important thing to me, but also because I'm loyal. I am, you know, that's, it's where, you know, I live in the core, it's even in business, you know, like once I'm in, like, that's it, I'm in. (laughs) There's for me, and I recognize that that's important in those that I have relationships with, but it's taken me a lot of years to recognize how important that L word is. And I'm talking loyalty, not love, loyalty. That's right, loyalty. Well, I love that because actually eights and sixes are the most loyal types. So six is, you remember, I was just about to talk about the six as a potential partner. They're actually called the loyalists. And they'll be straightforward with an eight most of the time. Sometimes they get a little evasive, but they'll be straightforward and they'll meet you there. Um, And they'll do what needs to be done. 
you know, to take care of a situation. Right. Um, and then, yeah, eights are very, very loyal to their inner circle. That's, that's good to know. Well, I'll just pre-warn anybody that's listening. If you plan on going out on a date with me, please expect to meet Lisa in the, in the fierce first few. I look forward to it. <laughs> yep. If, if I, if I like you and I say, Oh, by the way, we're going to go out for dinner with my friends and um, she might have some paper and pen and a computer with her. Don't mind her. <laughs> love it. I love it. Anyway. Um, Lisa, I think that you're incredible, and I'm, I'm really blessed that you came into my path when you did. I want you to know that you were one of those initial people going through this shine from your original design process that shaped how I looked at myself and my abilities to proceed in my business journey. So I've been waiting for a while to have you on, and everybody heard all the amazing things you're doing, which is why you're busy, and I am so appreciative of you giving me your time. Thank you so much. Love being here with you. So a couple final things. Um, I know that we're going to have you back again. I, I can envision it in the future. We're going to talk more about this. Hey, maybe it will be when I have somebody and we know their number. We'll do a, oh, we'll yeah. do a okay, so we'll put that on our list. <laughs> Done. Um, so your podcast or your YouTube channel is Paraloom, right? People can yeah, find Paraloom Productions. Paraloom Productions. And um, the website will be listed in the show notes. But how about social media? Is there anywhere else that you want people to find you? Oh, sure. I'm on uh, Facebook. Paraloom has got a Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. I love it. It's become easy now because a lot of us have streamlined our social media to all be, you know, in one same name. So if people search Paraloom, they're going to be able to find you on all the channels basically. And we'll include that in the show notes. And my last question for you is what percentage of grit and grace are you? Oh, I know. And I, I should have been thinking, you know, I know you mentioned this to me and, and I got the definitions of grit and grace. So I appreciate that. Well, I uh, like that you asked. I mean, yeah. you, some, nobody's ever asked me what the, my definition of grit and grace is because I explained to you before we started that I, I, I like to ask my guests that because that's the name of the show. And, and I think it's me. I, I think about that a lot. Um, but nobody's ever asked me the definition. So that was interesting. So tell, tell, tell your, your oh, listeners the definition. Yes, okay. Um, <laughs> Quickly, it'll um, be fast. Yeah, I think that I define grit as, and I, I, without swearing, you know, it's the bad mofo side of you, the side of you that the slow burn in women, you know, the experiences you've taken in your past that develop into the strong being that you are. It's the worker, right? It's the get the stuff done. It's, it's probably some masculine energy, um, which isn't, you know, isn't necessarily if you're a man or woman, but that, that really hard side of strength. And I, I look at grace as the opposite of that, the more feminine, the, um, the softer side, the kindness, you know, the, the ability to really, have mindfulness and kindness in yourself. And I think that I have spent so much of my life in the grit stages, a lot, and that I like that I've been able to find grace back in. And, and to me, grace isn't, grace cannot be outward unless it's inward. So you have to have grace with yourself first. And so that was, for me, that's, I find grace in myself and that's how I'm able to give it out. But it's been a process to have both. That's yeah. my definition. I love those definitions. I'm glad you got to share them. Yeah. So I would say that I actually um, came from a lot more grace, uh, and that's my natural tendency. And the the grit piece has has grown. And mm -hmm. especially being with an Enneagram Eight who gives me permission to show up in the world in my voice and choice to say no to mm -hmm. you know all of that. I would probably say I'm about. Maybe 65 grace, 65% grace, 35% grit. 
I love it. Does that yeah. add up to a hundred? <laughs> yeah, I get whatever it was. I love it because I could actually just tell by the smile on your face at how important both of those are and how how hard you've worked to have grit. And I love that. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah. You're my inspiration for grit, baby. <laughs> yeah, see, this is why this is why we balance each other out so well. That's right. That's you know, right. When I need more grace, I know who to call. And, and yes. trust me, a lot of days I need more grace. Um <laughs> well, Lisa, thank you again. And for our listeners if you like the show please go into the ladies chit chat club find us and like the podcast we have our own facebook page at grit and grace podcast and you know me my name is Taverly. you can find me across all social media when you have a unique name like mine you pretty much can own all social media just in your name um, and corporate cause agency is my company and corporate cause agency.com is always at your disposal to learn more about what i do and thank you for listening and my friends go be fierce <laughs>